and welcome to the 2.36am podcast. The podcast that is not recorded at 2.36am. We are your hosts, Molly Bond and Elise Payton, and we're back to discuss your late night thoughts. So welcome back to episode three. Um, Today we're going to be discussing starting, settling and sustaining the realities of university. Yes, and they're the realities um, of first year, second year and third year. And we will be engaging with... Questions and emails sent in by by you guys. Yeah, man. Um, And we just aim to kind of give you guys some advice from our own experience and see if we can, like, help you out and, you know, just give you a little bit more of what 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 we've we've experienced. Yeah, figured out and all of that good stuff. Like, you know... All of the juicy stuff. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into it then. So, wait. Late night thoughts of the week. Oh, I always forget about the late night I know. thoughts of the week. Okay. Elise has one this week, guys. This is my this is my first week. Now, we've had we've had discussions about this before. And that's why Molly's already giggling. <laughs> um, but we were just thinking, obviously if you if you're doing a medical degree, this is not going to be interesting to you at all because you're going to know why. Why do babies not have kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it just makes me laugh because it's so stupid. Like what? It, but what? the thing is, when we first figured this out, I was so shocked because I genuinely mm. had never thought about it before, and I genuinely never thought, "Oh yeah, babies don't have kneecaps." So when I when you said that to me, I was like, "What?" Like, what do you mean they don't have wood kneecaps? And they don't because they grow into them as they get older. And that's why babies are super flexible and super bouncy and can just move around, like, ridiculously. It's really... But I find it so funny because I'm just like... Why don't babies have kneecaps? But it's not even that they, like, don't have kneecaps while they're babies. It's like you grow it... You get them when you're, like, four or six. Four to six, you grow kneecaps. But, like... I just can't imagine my Human legs body. without kneecaps. kneecaps. Yeah, it's not shocking, but it is. It's like one of those thoughts. That you, um, I can't even use an example for anything because nothing's in my mind. Because it's just like you—you you don't know yourself without kneecaps. No. Like so you, when you go you, back to when a baby, you're like, oh yeah, they have me. Like you just think, oh kneecaps, and then you realise they, they don't, don't, and you're like, why don't? But then babies and still look like they have knobbly knees. So where, what, how? But they don't. Have you they seen how their legs move when they bounce in there like little know, baby cradles? It makes me cringe. <laughs> My kneecaps don't allow, oh, allow me to do are that. Babies so cute. I know. But yeah, let us know if you knew that babies didn't have kneecaps or whether you've just realised it or whether it was a thought that you hadn't thought about before. Do some now Googling. Thinking about. Do some Googling on it. Right, anyway, let's get, let's get into it. Let's, let's get into let's episode get three. Let's get to business. Yes. Okay. Starting, settling, and sustaining the realities of university. So, starting uni first year. Um, so, we're going to talk a little bit about like independence and just because obviously it's a whole brand new concept, a brand new you know life. You've moved away. You're well. Some people go to uni in their home, hometown, hometowns, but it's rare. Like I don't know many people who've done that. Right, independence. What have you got to say about independence and starting uni? Did you find it hard? For me, no. 
I've always to an extent I've always been independent mm-hmm. um, as an only child as well it's like I just kind of got on with things just did things on my own I was able to just kind of pick things up and learn and adapt really Mm -hmm. so when I came to uni I was like I think the independence away from home and away from my mom was more of a thing that I was excited for but also had to get used to Mm -hmm. not kind of being around family or immediate family as much Mm -hmm. so that independence was exciting and then I remember like my first week at uni student halls I was just like this is amazing oh my gosh Mm. and I think about two three weeks in I was like oh my gosh I feel a bit like lonely and a bit too independent now Mm. And, yeah, I know you just have to manage it. But I thought, like, the transition from, like, moving home and then moving into uni, it was okay. It was, I think I was full of excitement and adrenaline. Mm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm at uni. I'm meeting new people. I'm going out. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Everything's busy, 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 busy. And then when that business kind of began to fade, I was like, right, I'm actually independent now. Like, and now I have, have to, to get on with it. cook, clean, go about my business, buy shopping, mm-hmm. do work independently. It's independent study as well. It's mm-hmm. like... All of the levels of independence you just literally have to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I mean, it's pretty cool now. I'm just gone with it. Yeah, I think. But we're it like is what we're it like is. three years deep into it. Like when I yeah when I first started. <laughs> sorry, there's someone at the door. Someone's outside just, the door. They're just like pointing in here. Hello. I think they're showing around people at the uni, and they're like, "Look at these people making a podcast." We're so yep, cool. so these are our third year students so doing their indie. podcast for their dissertation. Yeah, um, this We're is the talk of the town. <laughs> we are the talk of the town. Anyway. Any podcasters um, in the village? <laughs> Davith. <laughs> I just hit my head on the mic. <laughs> head by the mic because it's got to be quite close to your head. <laughs> okay. I think for me, when, when I came yeah. here, it was not so much that I was, like, I was so excited, to be fair. Like, you know when, so we got, like, a specific, like, moving day. Mm. We have a weekend to do it. When did you move in? I moved in the second I could. <laughs> I think I was, like, the first one in the flat. I was just so excited, you know. I was second to last in the flat. Because I was, so, like, I was so, so excited. And because my fat like, my mum's from Kent. So I'd, like, been to Canterbury f- before. I kind of, not really, but, like, knew, I knew-ish the area. I have a friend who went to my primary school, um, but she's moved, she moved to um, Bleen. Or Bleen. Box. Wait, <laughs> I love Bleen, Box. Is Bleen the one at the top of the hill? Yeah. Yeah, so she moved to Bleen. So she was here when I when I moved in, like, so I knew that there was someone oh, here that, okay. I liked, that I knew, and I obviously had a friend oh, who's moved nice. here as well, so... Like there was, um, there were there were people I knew, and so I was just so excited to get into it. But then at the same time, I was super nervous because as much as I am an independent person, I always want to do my own thing. Blah blah blah. You also want to do things with others. It was just friends. like it was, yeah. As you said, like when once you'd like had that initial like adrenaline rush like excitement and like after that, freshers week because that was when that fades yeah it gets a bit difficult because then you come to like a realization of oh i'm actually living alone now 
and you have to like figure out your own schedule and like you don't have your mum to wake you up for yeah for and it's uni. also you know with the flats like obviously you have a flat share mm-hmm. but you have your own individual rooms mm-hmm. and it's that kind of like you're in your own space you're yeah. literally an individual independent in your own space you have it how you want it you have your work to do you have the light like everything's a different level of independence and just adapting to that and you have to like you know tidy your own room make sure it's clean make sure it don't smell and i <laughs> i personally i had an ensuite did you have one yeah I did. yeah so we had ensuites so i had to try and like we had a cleaner who came in like every two weeks but it's yeah. still which is like good i had a double bed so i was pretty lucky yeah i had like um it was a double bed but it was the width wasn't a double the length was so it was like a weird double mm. but yeah sheets were really awkward to buy for it actually yeah. it was it one of them like seven foot beds weird ones yeah the length was longer mm. and the width was a little bit bigger than a single but not quite a double it was like awkward. a three-quarter like one of them beds i yeah. don't know what it's called but yeah so um independent baby once i think that ad- kind of adaptation kind of just got better Mm. after a little time the more I kind of just found my feet and found my way around campus and got into the routine of things it got a lot better I mean I still only know the buildings that I go into if you told you asked me where like Cornwallis 53 was I don't know I know where Sibson is but I don't know Sibson that's one of the um, business buildings isn't it business or science or something I don't know know. it's like over that way but like um, I think we've Got, we were really lucky that we came to campus unis. I really do like that, the fact yeah. that it's a campus uni because city unis, obviously, you just have to like go around. Like, and I mean, I well, it's to, like, sorry. My yeah. friend goes to Manchester and she was like, oh yeah, it's like a 15 minute walk to this this class and then I have 20 minutes to get to the next one, oh which gosh. is f- like 15 minutes away. And I was like, I literally walk like two minutes down the road from class to class like on the campus and I can grab some chips on the way like it's not even a big deal at all for me yeah and then it's like the student accommodations are really far from where your buildings are Mm -hmm. in city unis but it's like CCU they're kind of like plotted all over the place in Canterbury yeah I don't get that I prefer being on top of the hill I like it I like the campus but um yeah you have to like the thing with starting uni is that it, it's just, it has to be worse before it gets better. Yeah. You have to hit that, like, rut and be like, ah, what am I doing? What am I doing in the do I have friends? Ah. Yeah. And you feel that, you, I felt that loneliness. Oh, yeah. I was, was like, I was very lonely for a long time in first year because it's, no, it's, when Crying you try a river. um... <laughs> It's hard. It's hard, like, going to a new place in your room. Because I was, like, calling my mum every day and being like, Mummy, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Because it's, it's hard, like, you know, as, we, as, as we've said before, like, I knew how to cook, I knew how to clean, mm-hmm. I knew how to look after myself, and I've always been very independent. But it's still that fact that, like, there wasn't someone I could rely on. Like, that's the biggest change. Mm, you that's... don't have anyone to rely on apart from yourself. Mm. Sorry, I just thought that. Um, that's another thing about independence. Signing up with a GP at uni. Oh, they are. That's a bit... That was a bit of a hassle here, though, I think. Oh, my gosh, the process took 
you have to like go in and do the forms and then take the and, like do everything online and then wait for an appointment like it, that in itself that's like an independent duty that you do mm. that your mum's kind of always done but for you your, don't really have the to do it same doctor and then you have you. to figure out how to how to sign up for a new one and there is this whole thing they've they've um, introduced now that you can have two GPs um, like one at university and one at home. Since when? But we didn't have that when we started. I think it's like relatively new. Because when we signed up, we were registered in Canterbury. So if I were to go back to London, I couldn't, I couldn't see a GP so because I was registered here. That's what, like, I had like a big problem with that in the summer of first year because I went home and I was really, really ill. Um, and I we had to get like emergency appointments and like yeah. try and do it under my mum's name because we literally couldn't get them for me because it was a whole palaver. And then That's I came crazy. back here, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is what I've been on. Like, this is what happened. And they were like, why is that not on your record? And I was like, well, because I had to do it with emergency like emergency yeah. appointments, blah, blah, blah. It was That's really, crazy. like, messed up. But, yeah, independence is, like, a big thing, especially, like, just generally figuring out how to come to terms with being independent. Mm. Like, just taking that big step. yeah. I don't know. It's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Should we um move on to our email? Yeah, let's so, let's hear the email that we got and we can discuss right. that. Hi girls, I've just been given a conditional offers from two different unis, both quite far from my home in Sussex. Do you have any advice for moving far away from your families? As I'm nervous about getting homesick and missing my family too much. I feel like we've covered some of that just now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, that's congratulations fine. on getting your conditional yeah, offers. Yeah, well done. That's awesome. Two two different offers. That's really good. Well done for that. Um, I think in terms of moving away from your family, it depends how far you mean by far. Like, is it from Sussex to Edinburgh, or is it from yeah. Sussex to Brighton. Birmingham? You know, like you know. It's, it said Birmingham and Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I Brighton mean, is not really far from Sussex. Ultimately. <laughs> Well, do you know, but do you know what I mean? It yeah. could be like a f- that far, or it could be like Edinburgh far. Yeah, because we, so both Molly and I live in London with our yeah. families, and we moved to Canterbury, which is only like an hour, hour away. Door to door, like hour and a half, two hours. Mm-hmm. But I know people who have moved to Edinburgh, I know someone who's gone to Harvard University. Harvard. Must be nice. I know. I mean, but that transition, to say if I were to go away that far, I don't know. I would struggle a lot more I mean, when I, I considered doing my year abroad, I was like, yeah, this is amazing. And then I was like... Then you were faced with the facts. Oh, okay. And then you had to like actually be like, no, it's not. Um, it's a big decision. But ultimately, what I'd advise is probably consider your universities and where you've applied and why you have applied to them mm. so the think course. about why you're so excited to go there think about mm. like why you're happy that you've got these offers and like you know money allowing and time allowing I'm sure you you won't not be able to see your family you've got you know FaceTime you can Skype them you can call them as much as you need to and there are trains there are buses there are coaches, coaches the yeah. National Express is amazing it's it's really quite cheap as well like I think yeah, like Canterbury to Manchester because I got that once was like 40 40 mm-hmm and that's I mean, not bad. You're saying cheap there, like you can go from Canterbury to London for like 
eight pound yeah six pound of like if you get it early yeah so don't stress about not being able to go home or visit family members no that but won't be a problem and, and as we said like i get that it's nerve-wracking moving away from home and yeah. having that fear of especially if you're a family orientated person it can be quite a big transition oh yeah and it will be like but it's 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 hard but i would just say like you know once you've made your decision and you've decided which uni you're going to go to just take that time and be excited about it and don't let yourself like fret over the fact that you're going to be away from home because the more you think about it and the more that that you like dwell on it the worse it's going to get and don't give up immediately like if you get there and you're feeling a little bit homesick and you're like oh should I drop out because I'm obviously not enjoying this as much as I thought I would Mm. don't give up immediately Don't. don't do it because it's you will adapt and it will get better yeah it's not the reality that you're going to love it straight away freshers week great but then you feel shit for about three weeks (laughs) after it because you got the flu freshers flu yeah get your jabs get your flu jabs get all your jabs before you go to uni like just be let yourself be excited and let yourself just slowly 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 step by step figure out how you're doing it call your parents call you know call your family if it's like if it's your dog that you're going to miss the most then you know you can always unis do provide puppy days yeah for oh, stress relievers they are good if you're doing awesome. a business degree you're set for dogs yeah because they love dogs in the business departments but yeah i think if if distance is a factor for you figure out which one the which uni that you've been given an offer for mm. is slightly closer and maybe the, yeah. then weigh up with along with like um, how is that coming into the headphones? I have no idea. Did you guys hear that? Like the was, fridge just opened or something? Yeah, it, it was, was like a high sounded. Anyway, but like figure out weigh weigh the distance up along with like course and like um, contact hours and you know like jobs around the area and ultimately where you feel that you would be most. Happy, happy and and comfortable. That's what you want to be. That's all you need really to be. But yeah, and um, I hope you have good. I like. I hope you enjoy it and like have a good time. And please do like check in with us and like tell us. Let us know where you've been, where you've decided to go. Let us. Yeah, we'd be super interested if you wanted to like talk about then when you settle in and like how you're doing with being homesick like let us know because that's really interesting um so moving on we've got another question so we're we're trying we're trying like a little new structure we're going to be doing like some tests over the next few weeks of like new structures and new new like concepts um so i hope you don't mind that um we're now going to go on to a question that we've got from like an instagram um questions thingy yeah so this person has asked for top tips for feeling at home in uni what the hell guys please um top tips for feeling at home in uni accommodation first go to your duvet set your pillows Mm -hmm. and your room decoration i'll tell you a top tip if you feel like you're gonna get homesick bring your duvet from home bring your duvet covers yes. from home make it feel like home yeah that that's is really that's what i did idea. i had like duvet covers that i previously had at home because it just made it feel less like a weird prison yeah because <laughs> no, it does feel a bit really, like a prison that's a really good 
top tip actually. I put up quite a lot of photographs. Yeah, me too. To kind of remind me of like friends and family and kind of just know that they're still there even though they're not with me. Mm-hmm. So I did that. Also, I just got fairy lights. Fairy lights are just a must Comforting kind of things that like lots of, would make me happy. See, I'm not like a pillow person, but like lots of um, like pillows and like blankets. I love a blanket. I do. Soft ones. Yeah. Go to Primark. They're Primark amazing. soft blankets. Ikea does some really just good Just bring ones. all of your home comfort. So if there's yeah. anything small that's really sentimental to you, bring that with you if you can. Try and incorporate your favourite colour. Yes. Into your room. The colour yellow is supposed to like make you feel happy. Um, if you're one of those people who just wants to keep your room as somewhere that you're... Well, essentially, you're going to live in this one room for the next year. Yeah. Like, realistically, I never had dinner in the kitchen because I didn't vibe with my housemates. So I just ate in my room every day. And that's fine. I ate in my room quite a lot of the time, though. And I still do, to be honest. Yeah. But less so now, because, like, obviously I've chosen the people I live with, and, you know, I'm comfortable with them. We have dinner together sometimes, but sometimes it's just nicer to have your own space when you're eating. And, um, yeah, you want to make sure you have, like, separations of, like, places you can... A place you can work in your room... And try not to be on your bed all the time because you want yes. to separate that and keep that As to just your sleep time. Sleep time, bedtime. Sleep time, bedtime, chill time. Um, feeling at home in uni accommodation. What else are some top tips we can give? Uh, uh, try and keep try and keep your like windows and like um blinds open as much as you can you use all the natural light you can possibly get yeah i was on the ground floor and i still just left my things open just made yeah. sure my bed was made <laughs> i was on like the third floor so i left my window open all the time because they have like normal normally at university they have like um windows where they have a little latch yeah so it can't open that much it can't be broken into really um so i just kept it undone the whole time because that that way like gets rid of all the smells and the bad energy and the bad energy and also like it's stuffy oh yes uni rooms are stuffy but then like i really i enjoyed my room in first year i enjoyed mine too oh get a really good mattress topper splurge on your mattress topper because it is investment it's worth it they are not comfortable so figure out what your accommodation provides you with if it's a single bed then like look into single bed mattress office but if you're going to look for a double bed in second or and third year or however many years you've got um then definitely like look into getting a double um mattress topper because then even if you've got a single bed in the first year you can just fold it over yeah and half it but genuinely just get like I got like a really thick one because every single bed that you have in university, it, whether you're renting a house or like just the room, they are hard, they are worn, they are disgusting, like they are so gross. So I would just recommend getting the comfiest one you can possibly find and test them out. Just try and bring things from home. Yeah, teddies if you have to. Oh yeah. Just a mixture of everything that you know. No one's gonna really try and see bring your room unless your you want home them. and your comforts to uni. Mm. 
And you can. There's yeah. no policy that says you can't. You can bring I mean, your Xbox if you've got one. You can bring your PS4. I mean, you can't bring your pets, but that's okay. You can bring a teddy bear of your pet. Yeah. That's that's all you really need. But yeah, just uh, to sum it up, just bring as much as you, of your home to your uni as possible. Yeah, I'd say And so. invest in good cock, crockery and cookware because, let me tell you, if you get cheap ones, they are not going to last and you're going to have to rebuy it all the time. Hide, hide your forks. Hide your forks! Mine went missing. I didn't have any cutlery after first year and I do not know how. I don't know where it went. I didn't have any in sec- at the end of second year either. I don't know where it went. Have you seen the film The Borrowers? Hmm? The Borrowers? The Borrowers. The Borrowers, no. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they exist. Like in real life. Watch it. Where where are my forks? Why why do people steal my forks? Because I used to go into my flatmates like drawers to see if my forks were there. They were never there. Were they not? No, they just vanished. Just my forks though. Everything else was there. So wow. I, by the end of the year, I was cutting things with a fork with a spoon because I just couldn't find my forks. Cutting things with a spoon. The amount of times I've had to go to Wilco and get fork new forks, but genuinely keep your forks in your room. No one can take them if you keep them in your room. That's very true. If all of your good stuff, do not bring really nice fancy china. Do not bring Don't really nice do fancy it. mugs. Your mugs, just <laughs> hoard them. I hoard them. In my room, they were in my room because I had really nice ones. My nan got me a mug just before I came to uni. And did you bring it to uni? Brought it to uni. Muggy move. <laughs> yes. It had a bunny. Oh no, maybe it was my mum who got it. Either my nan or my mum got me this mug. I had a bunny on it. Like, That's on really cute though. I, I was given quite a few, like, um, it was, it had a have little, fun at uni, here's some mugs and... Here, it had like, a, so it was a little blue blue teacup and it had a normal handle but it had like a little um, china bunny on the oh, top of the handle. That's really cute. Someone broke its head off. So now it's a headless bunny. Wow. I've still got the okay. mug, but it's just a headless bunny. Headless bunny. It's very sad. But yes, um, moving on to second year. Moving on to second year. We are doing quite well for timings today, I'll tell are you we? that. That's about... sick. Oh, well. Um, so yeah, so topic for second year. Sustaining. No, settling. Settling is settling. second year. Now, mostly you would think settling is first year, but it's not. You're lying. You're lying. Why are you always lying? Second year, you kind of just... Sorry. You figure it all out. It's, you do, and I think... It counts. Yeah, so obviously your grades and stuff, they count. But I feel as though you find your feet and you know where you are. So if you have moved away from home, you get to know the kind of space where you're f- living. Let's be real here. Second year is the most boring year of your degree. It actually counts, but it's only 40 You have to be grade. serious. You have to be serious. You, you don't, have to stop oh. going out as much. Yeah. You know, you, you know you still, you're trying to maintain that, like, oh, yeah, I'm having so much fun. But you're now, you know, you're bored of all the pasta you're made in, you made in first year. Oh you want gosh. something new. Maybe you're, you know, maybe you need, need a job. Maybe you all of yeah. like... You're starting to... You're better with your time management, but then you have to start, like, actually working hard as well. Yeah. 
Because first year you only need, what do you need, like 40% to pass? First I still year. think it was 60. I'm not gonna... Is it the 40 or 60%? No, I think it's 40 actually. For first year. And then the other the other years it's 60%. Okay, I'm with you. Um, or maybe 50% is a pass in, in second year and third year. Anyway, whatever. Um, I think you need 40% to pass. I was panicking that I wasn't going to get 40%. And I was on like, I think I was on like 60%. And I was really worried that I yeah. had got, like, 30%. Because my attendance was so terrible in first year. Didn't go to anything. Because <laughs> I was just rubbish. But it's, honestly, second year is just... It's just dull. Like, I, I try to spice it up doing a lot of new things. Um, but, yeah, second year... It's like... The first year excitement's done now. Mm. You're over the going out and the fun times. You know, you have to get your head down and do some work and actually, you know, take things more, a little bit more seriously. By the second time you, like, move into a house, it's kind of... I think that's a fun thing, goes. though, of second year. Not living in student in. halls and moving out and renting yeah. with other people. Um, I didn't rent with flatmates from first year. <clears throat> but Me neither. Oh no, I did. No, not not with my flatmates from first year, but with, I rent, with, rented with friends. Um, and that kind of moves us on to one of the questions we got. Yeah, let's go. Which let's is, get it. what to do if you have no one to live with next year? So if you don't have anybody to live with, um, I'm pretty sure your university will have... Um, forms of contact so here at Kent we have a Facebook page called Overheard at Kent where a lot of people post things um, it's students from both universities there's a lot of um, websites and um, renting kind of accommodation websites uh, for your yeah. local area ask your university they will be able to help advise you too but um, I found accommodation through like home swap house swap home stamp mm-hmm. and overheard at kent um to find people to live with in second year and i found two third years then while well, they were going into third year i was going into second and you know we had a really really nice time we lived together and then they Ooh. graduated and then i did the exact same thing again for third year um so you will always have a place to stay i'd advise viewing a few properties before deciding on one because Oh my gosh, the su- some of the places I saw, I was like, never. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is not happening for me. Really? Some of them were bad. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. But then some of them were really good, but then they obviously you have to consider price and finances and mm-hmm. things like that and what suits you. And also how close it is to the uni. Because where I am now is like a 10-minute walk to uni and I cannot complain. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you will be able to find a place to live. Um, reach out to your, univer- your university yeah, and student got, support and I'm pretty sure they can see help you. See if you've you. got like a... Norm, normally universities will have something like Overhead at Kent. We have like, um, you know, probably like a Facebook page for the area. Yeah. Because if you have like a Facebook page for the area, then it's quite likely that you see people like posting... Oh, need a housemate for next year. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Go meet all the people. Oh, I'm looking to rent a room yeah. and say if your house needs needs to find somebody, you will find something. There are always students. Yeah, there's places. I to think live. there's website. Yeah, Homestamp. I think is one. Um, just literally Google flat share in, blah blah blah. Wherever. Yeah, your that's a good way to do it. 
Because there will be something. Even if you... You could be sharing... And I know it's super stressful. Yeah. And you're probably worrying, like, what if I don't find anywhere to live? What am I going to do? Oh, my gosh. Some universities allow you to stay in student accommodation. Yeah, so you that can is apply for that. For you. you can apply. Um, but you will always have somewhere to live. Just if you can't kind of find any external sources, go to your student support and they will mm. definitely be able to help you. Yeah. Um, luckily, I was a part of Overheard at Kent and that's how I found things. And But I did do a few emails um, to Homestamp because I think there was a brochure advertised on Canvas. Um, and that was good. I put ad yeah. up online and... We contacted each other through email and then we passed over numbers and met up and got to a few properties yeah. and meet the people. I yeah, that's, it was that's okay. the easiest way, to be fair. But um, just just try and keep an open mind as well. Like, look, know your budget, know um, what you're looking for in a house. Yeah. It's the same with looking with friends as well. You just have to kind of... You, you have to know what you're looking for. 100%. But, yeah. I think Molly has more expertise on that than me because in second year <laughs> I got a message from a friend being like, hi, do you want to stay with these these people? And I've been looking for a house with another girl. And we were like, fuck it, let's, yeah, let's just go. Let's just go and let's do, do it. it. I wouldn't recommend doing it like that because our house was like a, a year away from the uni. It you was so far. far. It was so far. It was a nice house, but it was far. The kitchen was tiny also for six people. But oh well, we move. Six people. Six people. I lived with two people last year. Mm. And I'm living with three this year. And two of, the, two of them aren't ever in. So maybe I got it lucky, but... Yeah. yeah. I would say for um, living, you don't want to go bigger than like a five, six man bed for second year. And downsize to like a smaller house for third year. Because you don't want the distractions. Yes. And that's the kind of the same transition. Like, second year, you may be sorted. Going into third, you may have found friends to live with again. But if, if you don't, similarly to me, I just posted again on Overheard and just made sure I lived with people who were also in third year. Mm. Just so I knew that I wouldn't have any first years going out or second years going out a lot. Because I knew that I'd be getting more work done and I'd need the peace and quiet. Yeah. Um, but did the same thing again. Uh, there's always people. And what I did... Um, Last year, I actually met up with the people mm -hmm. uh, before moving in. This year, I didn't. I just moved in, and we had a Facebook group chat instead. Yeah, but that's fine. Like, you know, but you do what you've got to. You're just staying there. You're all doing your own thing, going to uni. If they go to the same uni as you, you see them around. You know, we're, we're okay. We'll talk. If I keep banging the table, I apologise. But, yeah, it'll be fine. Don't overly stress about it. I'm sure you yeah. will definitely work it out. Right, but if you have any more questions or anything, do just email in and oh, yeah. um, Instagram us because I'd be more than happy to help you out. Um, on to, so there's a little email here as well. Um, hey, I've almost finished my first year at uni and I'm a bit worried about the workload next year as I've heard it's a bit more intense than first year and it actually counts. I was wondering if you could give me some pointers to adapt and deal with this and let me know how much of the jump there actually is. Ooh, hmm. that's that's a good question. In terms of how much of a jump there is. Um, I personally felt more of a jump going from second to third year. Okay. But there definitely was a jump. I think the jump was equivalent to, like, GCSE to A-level, I want to say. Like, that kind of jump. Yeah, that's a good... 
that's a good comparison i'd say because so that's too. something we've all gone through well everyone in the uk have got, has gone through gone the through gcse that. to a level <laughs> or ib or whatever you did um jump and it's hard it, i think more than anything it's not that you have harder work it's that usually or like even a bigger workload it's just usually the market a bit harsher they market harshly and I think your essays they count as a percentage towards your oh, end yeah, of yeah, yeah. grade that's I think that's the most daunting thing is everyone's yeah. like ah it counts it's so much harder but just treat it like you okay I'm not going to say treat it like you did in first year because I don't know how you did treat it in first year mm-hmm. but just take it a bit more seriously and really figure out your time management and t- do your best yeah and just know that that is enough and I'm sure it'll be fine the jump it isn't like overwhelming it isn't major because you're still doing like your two modules a term you're still doing your essays and assignments oh yeah um it's just that they count for a certain percentage of your end of year grade and then obviously when it gets to exam season if you do have exams just revise in time Mm -hmm. but you know we've all experienced that doing a level exams and gcse exams it's not like you're doing it for the first time ever yeah it's not like you're doing something new yeah, it's. It, I think. I think the main thing is just to keep yourself, keep on top of it. Just yes. keep on top. Uh, as Don't you said fall last behind. week, time management is your best friend at university. It really, really is. Um, and you know, I don't know if your degree is like mainly coursework or mainly yeah. um, exams, but just make sure you give yourself enough balance. time to like go through everything, like reading throughout the course, like not even just like the weekly readings read around your subjects is really important because then you have so much more of a better basis when doing essays and stuff and I think it's just like it's going to be it's not going to be as hard as you said as as we've literally said it's like you take it a bit more seriously but it's not it's not much harder it's just harsh harsher grades yeah like, just take it more seriously if you right, just be determined one tip I have Go meet all your lecturers. Talk to them. Talk to your seminar leaders. Really just chat to them as much as you can. Ask them your questions every week. Send them emails really if you annoy have them. To. Just really, really annoy because them. Because that's the what they're, they're there for. Because I used to feel super awkward doing that, mm. but they are more than happy to help. Yeah, and if it's, if it's something like, say you're doing a history degree, they can give you so many things that you would never find on your own that you could say oh yeah I'm doing this essay question and I was thinking about this they could say oh I've, I've read a really good article about this because they're, they're professionals yeah they've been studying this this topic for a while so they'll know better than anyone like just go to them and if you're worried about the workload express that to them because they will help you they're, that's what they're there for that's what you're paying them to do. Yeah, no, they really will. And if you have any, like, if you need book recommendations or help with structured essay, your uni will also help too. Yeah. Um, so don't worry about being overwhelmed with work. There will be it's... enough student support for you. Yeah, 100%. Don't overstress about it. I mean, if you get into second year and you're like, oh my gosh, this is too much, speak to somebody at uni. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure it's pretty much the same. It's yeah. only when it gets to essays that they account for something. Mm-hmm. But other than that, the structure is pretty much the same as first year. Yeah. But good luck and have fun. We wish you well, have fun and enjoy your second year. Yes, moving on to third year. Okay. Um, we wanted to talk for this one about coming to terms with the end. Um, because 
obviously you know that we're both in third year, we're both about to leave university and you know it's it's daunting but at the same time I think over the past few weeks we've been able to come to terms with it more and yeah get to grips with the fact that we're leaving and figure out some plans. Um, 100%. So I'm not sure if you want to update the viewers or the listeners on your plans. Yeah, so I can do, I do have updates. So um, as I mentioned, I think it was in the first episode, um, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about doing a year in journalism. So I actually had my meeting two weeks ago. I had to have a meeting, an interview and do an exam. And I was offered a placement. So your girl's going to continue another year and Mm -hmm. do a year in journalism and that will be based up in Medway. Um, Same university, Um, it's just a different location and that's super exciting. Mm -hmm. So I'll be able to kind of stay in studying. It's like a year in industry um, but you also learn alongside it so that's Mm -hmm. what I'm doing next year. Um, So, But it took me a while to actually figure out that that's what I wanted to do and I can still decide now whether I do or I don't. Um, but I do think it's something that I'd like to do. Um, and then after that, you know, I mean, it's still a big thing because I'm changing location, so I'm mm. going to have to settle in again. I'm going to have to start again back into uni accommodation. Um, being away from home still. And all, like, the similar things that we've spoken about in regards to moving into university, I'm going to have to, like, go through again mm-hmm. and find, like, my feet in the new area and adapt yeah. a little bit. But, but it's very exciting. Well it's done. It's super exciting. Woo-hoo. It's like that like rush of getting an offer. Yeah, no, it is. When you get an offer, you're like, oh my gosh, I actually did it. Yeah. I did it. It's hard work. But it's amazing. I'm really looking forward to it. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, man. It's just so cool. Yeah. I love it. And I think I think the fact is like, you know, you kind of know what you're doing now. And it's that's like really good and I mean it's taken me a long time to figure yeah. it out and this will but just that's to be that's to be expected really I don't think I don't know anyone who didn't have have a little bit of a oh moment yeah like, no I think third game. year you're allowed to have those moments because mm-hmm. you're yeah. figuring out what's next I still have limited knowledge of what's going <laughs> on next year the thing is because I'm looking at jobs um and realistically like there's not a grad scheme that I've been interested in or and there's not like I personally I'm not aiming to get my dream job immediately I kind of want to have like a break and it's almost like a gap year whereby I want to do something completely different and just get something some experience in something completely different and then like then be able to be like okay I don't want to do this job right now and go traveling I don't want to be like stuck in something yeah, I, I don't that. want it to be something that I want to do forever. And you know, I might go there and then be like, wow, this is for me. Yeah, you never know until you try. No, so that's why I'm looking at like things like being a PA for someone, like, but like someone of interest. Oh, yeah, someone that does something that you're super mm. interested in and that you can so, look like, up to and be like, my, wow. My ideal job would be like an assistant to a talent agent. So, like, someone who is a representative for actors and be their assistant or like work at the reception for one of the offices because then that's still in my like dream career um kind of area yeah but at the same time I'm seeing the other side of it and then I can like figure out who's good to go with like blah 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 yeah that's a good idea 
because I'm looking at jobs, I can't apply for them right now because I've still got a few months left of uni. Yeah. So I'm like looking at jobs, taking note of what I'm looking for, taking note, the same as what I'm doing with houses. I'm taking note like of what I'm looking for, rewriting and writing my CV, my personal statements, blah, blah, blah. And just trying to get get myself in a place where I, I know that I'm a good candidate for employers to hire. Yeah, that's and good. So that's my aim at the moment. Um, I'm really excited. Like I'm not, I'm not nervous right. Well, right now I'm not nervous, but I realised the other day that. Um, so I graduate on the eighth of July, Woo-hoo. but my tenancy mm-hmm. for my house finishes on thirtieth of June. So I have like oh, eight yeah. days where I would have like gone home. Because I was planning to stay here until my tenancy ran wow. out. Because then I have like still some independence. I'm with you. But then I was just like, oh, wow, that's gosh. so dumb. I mean, I've booked an Airbnb <laughs> for my graduation because I was like, I'm not risking the prices going up and everything getting sold out. So I've got that all sorted. Oh yeah, and you'd rather be comfortable in Canterbury, ready and set for the day instead mm. of like travelling, commuting. Oh yeah, no, out. definitely not. So I'm staying down from the Tuesday, which is the day before because my graduation's at 10.30 in the morning and they say to get there for like half eight, nine so Hanan and I have basically planned so um, oh my god she's in she's in episode. every episode she, she <laughs> reviewed our podcast and she wrote I'm in every episode I love this rude okay so but we've basically planned that we're gonna get up together really early in the morning because our parents I think we're gonna are all gonna travel down um, not together, but like on the day. And so we said we were gonna get up early together, have breakfast, blah blah blah. Do like get our hair and makeup done. We're gonna oh, hire people nice. to come and do that. Like it's kind of you know because it's the big event. Like we didn't have a prom or anything for our school, so this is our like one big event that we have. You didn't have a um, prom. And we want to get like we want to get really cute like graduation photos together. Oh, that'll be really nice. We're gonna send it to our drama teacher back home. Oh, that's gonna. <laughs> I know oh it's so gosh. funny, but yeah. So coming to terms with the end of uni, it you know it takes some time, and you're going to be nervous until the end, and you're going to be nervous when you finished it. But you push through, and you get on with it because, like, at the end of the day, the universe doesn't put anything in your path that you can't handle. Yeah, that's true. So you've just got to push through, and everything's a learning lesson. Oh yeah, learn from everything. Take notes. Take notes. Take notes, baby. I try and write down like. Um, big things that happened in my life so that I can, like, reflect on them. That's cute. Because I think that's just so you, important. you learn and you yeah. grow. And, and there's no point dwelling on it. No. Just get on with it. Yeah. You just move. We move. We move. <laughs> so someone sent in an email being, like, being, saying, <laughs> being like, hi, girls, <laughs> I'm in panic mode as I'm not ready to leave uni yet. What do I do? I feel as though everyone's making plans and I'm still stuck because I'm totally lost as to what I want to do. Do another year. If your uni offers uh, an additional year in... Do a master's. Do it. <laughs> do a master's. You can you could start a new degree. You can I do mean, another degree. Quite, you can do another degree. Do a master's. You can... Do it. Literally, have a gap. Do you know what? Before I was going to do the year in journal, I was going to have a gap year. Mm. Um, I didn't do my gap year before I went to university, so I was going to do it after. 
And that year, I was planning on giving myself some time to really think about what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. That is always an option for you. Just get a temporary job for that year. Yeah. And figure out for yourself what you want to do. Give yourself some more research time. And after that year's up, you'll either know or you won't know. And that's fine. Yeah. But you know, you, you might decide that you want to go back to studying. You might decide that you want to actually go out and get a job or want to train in something else. Mm-hmm. Just give yourself time to think about it. You don't have to know right this moment. And, you know, we finish in May. You don't need to go straight into something after May. No. Give yourself time to think and research because ultimately it's something that you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. If you're, if you're worried because everyone's making plans and you feel like everyone's doing it, and you, you don't have to you don't know everyone. Yeah, do what you want. Do it in your own time. Do what you Figure want. Figure out yourself. I know people who still live in, in uh, Canterbury who graduated last year. I know people who left and then have come back yeah. because... Some people aren't ready to let go of it, or some people like you find you come, you come to love the place you've studied at, and then you want to kind of work there. Find a try and find maybe find a job, and maybe stay here over summer. Well, stay well, I don't know where you are. Stay where you are stay over here. summer. Figure that out and like just take your time. Honestly, I cannot stress this enough. Just take your time. Yeah. Don't, don't rush yourself. So important. It's so important not to rush yourself because you just end up being miserable if you do. But um, yeah, if you that's don't want that. That's that for that. But there's also one of the questions. Go for it. How to stay motivated in the last few months of uni? You will not have time to be motivated. You'll be too stressed to be motivated. Yes. I've got five deadlines in the next month. I've got three. I've got. Three oh my god! No, because I'm counting three. I've got. We've got two essays for Creative Project. That's four then. So I've got a an essay that's due in a week and a half. The two essays for Creative Project. I've got a presentation and I've got seminar diaries. That's five deadlines. Yeah, third year, you're going. You're probably going to feel like, okay, I can't wait for this to be over. I've done this for two years. Not even two years. You've done it at A level. You've done it at GCSE. Mm. You've done it at secondary school, and you've done it at primary school. Oh yeah. Like you've literally been in education for so a numerous long. amount of years, and you're probably feeling a lack of motivation to kind of get through it and push through but you are so 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 near the end Mm. your motivation basically will rely on you being excited for the future and also just being excited to like not finish but like excited to start something start something new and you know continue to learn and grow as a person but i don't know I think the third year is really hard because obviously the workload is immense. Yeah. But I think what's important is that you don't let yourself get into a rut. I was speaking to a friend about this um, who's been listening to our podcast. And he was like, Elise, you're going to fall into it. Like, you're going to have a little breakdown. Not breakdown, but you're going to have a little, like, crash. And he was right. I crashed. And, like, I was working myself so hard that I crashed. And he was like, wow, um, how do you normally get out of one? And I was like, I literally need to rest, but I don't have the time. Yeah, it's so annoying. It's funny because I was speaking to a friend this morning and we were just saying how we are literally just 
tired. Mm. It's just because we're constantly on the go and we're constantly doing things and we're constantly, whether that be meeting groups for presentations, whether that be doing essays, whether that be yeah. doing research or reading or planning or everything everything basically everything and it's just we're tired even though we've had like six hours seven hours eight hours sleep exactly it's just like we wake up and we're just exhausted and i need a day in bed all day to sleep and watch movies because that is essential you need to give yourself that time to rest because mm. if you don't you're just going to be like you're going to be slugging through and, and then you're, you're going to explode and yeah. then you're just going to you're going like, to do oh, what i did and be and you're going to crash yeah and i I, you know, I have this deadline in a week and a half. Haven't started this essay. Need to. <laughs> I'm going to start. I'm going to start later. I Definitely learned from first year and second year. <laughs> yeah. Did I, did I learn? No. Uh, what's learning? But the thing is, my time management skills are fine. I know, I know I have the time to do it. But because I'm in this, like, mental block, I physically cannot start it. You know when you've got, you're so overwhelmed because you've got so many things to do. So you just don't do any of them. Yeah. That's where I'm at right now. And it's okay. Like, that's fine. Push through and just look at the end result. Yeah. Look at the end result because that will most definitely keep try you going. Something, try, try to do, like, a new thing a week. Yes. Try to do something new. Like, go to maybe go to the beach. Maybe go to an escape room. Maybe go bowling. Do Like, do something Do something, new. a fun activity that can allow you to, like, de-stress and take your mind off mm. of the university. That's work. not just sitting in your bed. Or being at work. Yeah. Because you just... that doesn't work. Everyone just needs to push through. Everyone needs to push through. Stay motivated. Just keep moving. Just think in two, three months' time, your degree is going to be done. Oh. And that is a huge achievement. It's going to be like a weight off my shoulders. Mm, yeah, I imagine I the freedom. <laughs> that was really good. I've been doing some puns today, guys. I've done well. I did one earlier um, at home, so no one else heard it. But it was, I, I did one. I promise. But yeah, again, we've hit the end. We have hit the end of episode three. Wow. We hope that all. Oh, well, I hope, and I think Elise hopes too. Mm-hmm that all of the advice and things we've spoken about today, you guys can take something from and kind of maybe put that into your lives and into your decision mm-hmm. making and into kind of, you know, you're adapting to lifestyle situations. Um, and it's just coming from our own experience and what we've been through. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, boy. We hope you don't mind us just testing out like a few new structures, new things. Um, yeah. Because we just, we want to make it as um, cohesive as possible. Yeah. And through, because we noticed from the first few episodes um, that we did, we we kind of just ranted on about a few things. And um, we got, because obviously we're doing it for a project at university. So we get some feedback from friends and like people in class. And we just wanted to make it so that, so that it's less like rambly. So it's less rambly and, you know, you guys don't get bored. Yeah. And we kind of just stay on track with, you know, what you want to hear and things you've sent in to us and yeah, how we exactly. can take that and, you know... Run with it. Run with it, literally. <laughs> but, yeah, so let us know if there's anything you specifically like or dislike about the podcast. Um, we'll take your feedback into consideration. We really will. And try yeah, and work it's super on that. helpful for us. And um, even if like you're a listener and you're not at university or you did go to university or 
you know, just let us know your feedback and what you think. Yeah. And if you can still relate and get what we're saying. Or... Oh, let's let's do a thank you to someone who's reviewed our podcast. Yes, thank you so much. We were super excited about this. Elise sent me a screenshot in the week, and I was, was I've been telling everybody about it. Right, we've got. Uh, we had a Carter Houdini. Yes. Um. Thank you very much for reviewing our podcast it means yeah. a lot to us and um you know it just makes us happy reading your Let's little look. our little um reviews yeah we've got quite a few five-star reviews thanks and guys alexander pastoreg thank you so much yeah we really appreciate it but yeah if you guys Send in reviews. Send in reviews. Send in your. We love feedback. it. We 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 love. We the read feedback them all because we, we read do. them all, and obviously you see see us post it on our Instagram. But this is the time where we do promote all of our socials. And as usual, <laughs> um, our email is two three six am podcast at gmail Our Twitter and Instagram is at it's two three six am, and our Facebook is the two thirty six am podcast. Um, we hope to see you interacting there. And also, um, just a follow-up from last week. Just wanted to let you know, my mum told me to tell you, I do not have insomnia. Thanks, mum, for clearing that up. <laughs> <laughs> she texted me, she she listened, and she was like, at least you do not have insomnia. I was like, okay, thank you. I just wanted to let you know, let you guys know. Obviously, Michelle, Michelle's been watching me sleep. Yes. So, she knows. She knows. <laughs> Mums always know. They do. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening in again. Um, we hope you have a good week. We hope you have a good week. A Stay fruitful, motivated. motivated week. Yeah. Yes. See, there we go. <laughs> We're on the same page for that. We also try and motivate each other yeah. throughout the week. Oh, if you've got a good friend and, and you like, bounce off each yeah. other, make sure... Keep each other motivated. If you have deadlines, stop procrastinating. Don't listen just to this podcast. Do it. <laughs> Click off this podcast right now and go do your work. Thank you. And on that note, we're going to peace out. Thank you so much, guys. There's so much love. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.